Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lincoln Journal Star's Life in the Red podcast. Luke Mullen and Amy Just, your usual co-hosts. And wow, we are 10 games into the year, two games to go, almost to that finish line in terms of the season. And we're kind of limping to the finish a little bit right now. All of us. Yes. The team. Collectively. The beat. Everyone. Um, I feel like the days have been long, but the weeks have been short, if that makes sure. sense. Sure, yeah. Like we, well, I, I was in Ireland technically this season. Feels like two years ago. Yeah. I feel like I keep saying that, yeah. but like it is just more and more true <laughs> as the season goes on. It's just like, that was this year? Yeah. Oh, that was like this season. I mean, when it was a month, it felt like three months, and now that it's, you know, whatever, three months, it feels like a year. So mm-hmm. I know I know what you're saying, but we've got to finish this year out. Two games left, as I said. Um, so we'll get into our usual um, breakdown a little bit of that Michigan game, but I don't think we need to dwell on it for too long. No. Um, of course, our weekly, weekly quarterback discussion, you know, getting into the Wisconsin game. Finally, some good news on that front, um, so we'll get into that in a bit, but you know, starting off with this Michigan game, um, kind of, you know, just had the feeling this game was never going to be close, and it wasn't. Nope. It was, uh, there was not much to write home about. Um, as I talked about before, in a game like this, where you were mismatched at every single position, you just hope you get out of there relatively healthy, no injuries, quick game. Just rip it off like a Band-Aid and move on. Um, and unfortunately, that did not come to fruition with uh, Chubba Purdy, uh, season-ending injury um, to his ankle, high ankle sprain that he needs surgery at some point this week is what Mickey Joseph said. Um, and then Mark Whipple getting banged up too in a really scary collision. Thankfully, um, no major damage there. Yep. Um, just an MCL sprain, and he got uh, rolled up on on his foot, he told me after. Uh, so that's why he's wearing the boot. So. Yeah. If there's anybody you don't want to see go down on the sidelines like that, I mean, it's Whip. He's he's a tough guy, but I mean, you know, he's he's up there a little bit. So hoping hoping he rides through rides through it fine. He seems uh, he was pretty stubborn, you know, in the moment about wanting to call those plays. That's his personality, you know, wanting to be out there doing his job. But he'll be up in the box, so a little bit of a, a shift for him in these final two games. Yeah. So he said earlier this week that he has only ever really been up in the box once before, and that was in 2008 when he was with the Eagles, and he didn't call plays back then. Um, so it'll be an adjustment for him, something new. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of new experiences. Um, that he, He's joked about that a little <laughs> bit. He's like, I've yeah. seen it all. Uh, but I, you know, there are pros and cons to being on the field versus being up in the box. It's just, honestly, it's about personal preference and he prefers to be on the field, but the field is not where he needs to be right now. And uh, we will see if there's an, if that affects anything yeah. at all, which I don't think it will, um, but we'll see. Agreed. But, you know, you mentioned Chubba Purdy, and I thought it was kind of cruel. Obviously, I mean, that type of injury, you don't want to happen to anybody. But, I mean, he was leading arguably his best drive Mm -hmm. as a Nebraska starting quarterback. Um, You know, marching them down the field, had a really nice throw earlier in the game to Marcus Washington. That one didn't lead to points. But, you know, he he was kind of getting into a little bit more of a rhythm, um, you know, showing a little bit more of his capabilities as a passer. And, you know, we, we heard Whip say midweek, you know, he said the same thing to Chubba. He said, hey, you look like a quarterback out there, which 
for Whip, I think that's that's pretty high praise for it him. Is. Yeah, you know, more of a, a tough love kind of guy. So really tough for Purdy. Um, you know, hope he comes back strong from that surgery. But obviously, it's it's going to leave Nebraska in a tough spot with its depth. Um, and might as well just get into that. I mean, how much more Michigan discussion do we need? None. Defense, Let's move on. Defense did all right at, <laughs> at times, but um, tough tough to defend against a team of that caliber. But the big news, of course, Casey Thompson seemingly ready to go. I think, you know, probably for about two weeks, Mickey Joseph has been saying if he can't play at a high level, we won't get him out there. He said that over and over. Um, so his indication this week that Casey's done enough, he's thrown the ball, he has practiced, and that shows Mickey that, that Casey's going to be able to go out there and, and potentially play. Wild. What a I wild know. concept. I'm happy for Casey that he is healthy enough yep. to play. When your nerves are involved, that's it's scary. It's not anything to mess with. Um, so I'm glad that um, he has, if true, all his entire range of motion back. Because um, I can't imagine what that would be like to not be able to feel your fingers. Yeah, no. Uh -uh. Yeah, I'm not liking the sound of that. Like a permanent, you know, you hit your funny bone and your whole arm goes numb. It's like that's, nah. Nah. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't dealing with that. But, I just can't wait to hear from yeah, him again. Yeah, I know, right? Because it's been a really long time since we've talked to him. Casey, we miss you. <laughs> we do. I yeah. miss Casey Thompson. I do. Absolutely. Well, Nebraska just really needs him. I mean, there's there's no other way of putting it. Obviously, we've seen the way that the offense has struggled without him. But the health situation in this quarterback room right now, with Purdy out, we know Smothers is is less than 100%. Exactly what that means is a little bit hard to decipher, but... Redshirt freshman Jarrett Sinek, Hastings grad, he's the next man up. Um, third stringer, you know, behind Casey, but if Casey weren't to go, I mean, he'd be the backup, and hypothetically, true freshman Richard Torres would, would kind of be the next guy in the mix. He was mentioned briefly by Mickey, but kind of anybody's guess once you get down into the weeds a little bit like that. So really in a tough spot right now, um, needing, needing Casey to come back and, and stay out there, stay healthy, really. Yeah, that's... That's the challenge, huh? You either, I feel like you, your starter is healthy all season or you get into your fourth, fifth s string guys. And that's just not setting anybody up for success. So hopefully um, it's just Casey and maybe a little bit of Smothers, um, depending on the packages that they want to run. Um, but we'll see. For sure. And we'll be very interested to see, you know, how this offense operates i mean do are they able to pick up where they left off kind of with the you know casey deep shot to to trey palmer being the entire offense are they going to try to you know work in a lot more of those short passes that they were kind of focusing on with with purdy and smothers that's what i'm interested to see you know how, how quickly do they tailor the offense to what they had done to start of the year versus how much are they able to kind of blend the last few weeks Honestly, I just think whatever Casey's comfortable with. Yeah. Like, just because the feeling is all there, can he make the deep throw the same way that he used to? I, I don't know. Like, we're not in practice, yep. so we don't get to see that. Um, so I'll be looking for that, too. Um, how rusty is he? Obviously, he's been practicing, mm -hmm. but practices obviously aren't the same thing as games. So, you know, with him before, they used to get out to hot starts. Will we see that? That's what I'll be looking for, too. Yeah. And the other big thing is, I mean, the first time he gets hit is going to be a very 
wait and see. Everyone's going to hold their breath. Mm -hmm. um, because realistically, I mean, Nebraska's chances of not even winning, of, of being competitive in this game, really really lie with, with Casey. So yeah, I agree. That's just a situation that they're in. And, of course, that's because this is a 5-5, a five and five, but a very solid Wisconsin team. Um, a lot of their usual strengths, very good at running the ball, um, strong up front. Looking at Braylon Allen, you know, we've, we've heard for a few weeks now these different strong running backs, and, you know, the list just goes on. Um, four for four. Absolutely. These guys that are locks for 100 yards basically every game, and Allen has been that guy, absolutely. But Iowa limited him just to 40 yards last week. And, of course, I mean, the run defense, there's a big difference between Iowa and Nebraska. But that's the winning game plan if you can limit him because Graham Mertz, their quarterback, I think he's shown a lot of improvement this year, um, been very good, overcame some you know, kind of early season struggles, helped them get it back in the win column. But at the same time, you know, this is the same thing we saw with Minnesota, the teams that they want to get out early, you know, run the ball, start bleeding the clock. They don't want to be in a game where they're trading passes, you know, going down the field back and forth. Yeah, I just think it's fascinating. There are four 1,000-yard rushers in the Big Ten, and Nebraska has faced them all in a conference where there are so many teams, and, and you, you get that yeah. fun luck of the draw. Um, hopefully what they've learned the last three weeks will pay off for them this week. Um, but on the inverse, there's a lot of tape showing Wisconsin sure. uh, all of Nebraska's weaknesses in the run game. So we will, we will see. Indeed. Well, four 1,000-yard rushers, also four teams tied for the Big Ten West. Um, nobody in this matchup that we're talking about briefly, but um, we'll be interested to see how that shakes out. Nebraska's potential um, game against Iowa, that could be a deciding game for the Big Ten West, which is pretty crazy. Um, Hawkeyes recovered a little bit from, from some down games early in the year, so that will also be occurring this week. But, um, you know, looking at the, the Wisconsin defense, pretty good. And mm -hmm. both in run and pass defense, um, pass defense ranking 32nd nationally, about 200 passing yards per game. Run defense number 16, 107.6 yards per game. Um, and looking at a, a couple of these more elite playmakers, linebacker Nick Herbig, 11 sacks, including three against Iowa last week. So a guy who can make a big difference. And then safety John Torquio, five interceptions, 15 on the year uh, for this Wisconsin team. So as a whole, they do a pretty good job of coming up with those big plays when they need it, whether that's the sack or the interception. Um, those, are, those are two of the guys you got to keep an eye out for. I mean, what team has Nebraska played this season that hasn't had a pretty stellar defense, right? Like most of them. So Wisconsin's always going to bring it, yep. um, even if the faces change. Definitely. And like I said, I mean, they're good in, they're good in both categories. So um, not really an obvious weakness for Nebraska to attack, but something I wanted to mention, this is actually a, a trophy game, which might be a little bit hard to fathom. Nebraska has three trophy games, but has very rarely uh, actually possessed the trophies in these yeah. matchups. Uh, this one in particular, this is the Freedom Trophy, mm -hmm. established 2014, and never, never has been won by Nebraska. 7-0 uh, and Wisconsin since that trophy was established. Uh, the other two, by the way. Personal favorite, the uh, fan-created $5 Bits of Broken Chair uh, trophy for the Minnesota Great game. Fun. Absolutely. Gophers lead that series 6-3, to three, and next week they'll go up against Iowa for the Heroes Trophy, 
Iowa's won seven in a row, eight and three in that series since the trophy was established. Is it a rivalry if you've never won? I mean, is not it? Real, uh, not really, is it? no. I mean, no. I wrote, uh, I mean, during Oklahoma week, I wrote a column about that. It's just like, yeah. you know, like I, like you and I, we don't remember the glory days of that rivalry when I went to KU. Sure. It was after, you know, Mizzou left. I'm like, you know, okay, your rival's K-State. They never, KU never wins in football, and K-State regularly wins in basketball. Like, that's no fun. So. Yeah. It, I mean, it is one of those things where Nebraska joined the Big Ten, and they were supposed to compete against Wisconsin for, for division titles against Iowa. Um, oh, I know. I remember. Hasn't panned out. Wisconsin's I remember dominated. the days yep. of the Legends and Leaders divisions. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. God. And now last year will be the last yep. year of divisions. And we'll see. We'll see however they decide to, to break up these groupings and, and schedule things. So it could be a mess. Absolutely. The, the mess of the Big Ten West, I think, has insulated Nebraska and the rest of the Big Ten West from... Uh, some really, really bad blowouts at the hands of Penn State, Ohio <laughs> State, and Michigan over the years. Yep, for sure. Um, but tough team, like we said, Wisconsin coming up, and the quarterback discussion, of course, is going to be our Husker hot topic. You know, with Casey Thompson set to start, what do we expect from him? You know, what would be a good baseline day? What would be a, a good performance from him in his return? Yeah, so I'm going to put a caveat with this, right? Um, as long as the offensive line holds up, as long as he's not spending all day on the ground, yeah. um, he has a pocket to work with, as long as that happens. Um, I project 250 yards. Um, could be a little slow to start. Could be rusty. Um, a turnover of some kind, mm -hmm. probably, uh, whether that's a strip sack or an interception. Both of those things are possible with the their pass rush and uh, their back end uh, defense in the secondary. A um, couple touchdowns, a two-minute drill wouldn't surprise me. Um, but, yeah, a pretty ho-hum day, I think, for his standards, but would be good to see considering Absolutely. he hasn't played in a while. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I feel pretty comfortable predicting kind of like a, a baseline performance for Casey and for the Wisconsin defense, which – as I said, is given up 200 passing yards per game. So why not project Casey for 200? You know, the average, the average showing. And I do think, I mean, he, he's certainly a player who's capable of, you know, throwing for 300, whatever, you know, yards. We've seen that multiple times this year. But, you know, coming back from that injury, you know, you just get the feeling there could easily be just a couple throws that just, you know, sail on him. Just hard to execute, whether it's a timing or, you know, how he's feeling in his arm. It's just really hard to deliver those pinpoint passes, you know, when he hasn't been out there for the last two weeks, hasn't necessarily, you know, been in the same rhythm with these guys, even if he has a great connection with them. Um, probably probably a, a passing touchdown or two. Again, like I said, Nebraska's offensive and, you know, game chances really will depend on, you know, how much he's able to drive that ball down the field, progress the offense. And, and just like you, I think probably an interception is pretty likely um, tight windows, like I said, with this Wisconsin team, they do a great job picking off passes, and and they'll they'll be lurking. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. It's yeah. anybody's guess, I think, at this point. And we usually we usually make a point of you know mentioning kind of the odds, you know, the projections, where they've been, and 
you know, the line was a little bit higher earlier in the week. Now with Casey coming back, um, looking more likely to start, it's dropped a couple points for, you know, whatever, how much that's worth. But in terms of our score predictions, what are we saying for, for this one? Yeah, so I'm saying Wisconsin 24, Nebraska 14. Um, Nebraska looks better than they have for the past couple weeks, but it's not enough to get it done. I'm also very similar. I'm also going with the 10-point uh, the margin of victory. I'm going to go a little bit higher scoring, 27-17, uh, just, just for the sole reason. I think, um, you know, Allen, Braylon Allen will be able to, to drive that offense down the field a couple times, a couple of really nice touchdown drives. I, I get the feeling Thompson will probably, you know, throw a, a decent length touchdown pass, maybe not a, you know, 50, 60-yard bomb like we've seen in past weeks. But I think Nebraska will be able to, to drive down the field, getting scoring range, Probably at least twice. You know, I'm projecting, you know, three times with the 17 points. But, you know, either way, I think the Wisconsin defense will be very good at, you know, making sure Nebraska doesn't get to that end of the field too often. And at the same time, Badgers should be able to create enough chances to, to drive down. But I think, you know, having this game, you know, 10 points, that's a, that's a margin where you get a couple turnovers, a couple things go your way. Things can get a lot, a lot closer than that. But same caveat, you know, Things don't go your way, and then suddenly it can it can get away from you a little bit. So we're both kind of looking at that that ten point area separation between these teams. Indeed, we are. Absolutely. Well, this the is the people uh, in Vegas know what they're yeah, doing. I was going to just say that. I mean, this is like a science to these uh, these bookmakers. They don't. They're so they don't get good. It wrong. They're so yeah. good at their jobs. It's unfathomable how good they are at their jobs. Anyway, anyway. Absolutely. Well. Senior day uh, for quite a few Huskers. Quite a few will be playing their last games at Memorial Stadium. So that'll be something for, for those players to look forward to. Final memory there. Um, early, 11 a.m. kick. It's going to be cold, which obviously we should you know kind of be used to at this point in the year. But no. I think our coldest, our coldest yet. So bundle up if you're going to be out there. We'll be, we'll be trying to stay warm. But when we're down there on the field, it's uh, it's easier said than done. So yeah, stay warm for all of you out there, and appreciate all of you. You know, tuning in to today's uh, Life in the Red, 11 a.m. kick. As I said, Amy Just and I will be there, and thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the game.